Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on? Welcome to a very special episode of the Nintendo Powercast, Gaming in the Dark. I told you guys the show was coming, and I'm doing this one solo because this is heavy, and I want to uh, I want to let you guys get to know me a little bit more, right? You hear me talk about Nintendo stuff all the time. I want to dive into my history a little bit more. I want to dive into my past. I want to dive into my present and let you guys really, really get to know me. And uh, so this is going to be very different than anything you've probably ever heard from me. And uh, hopefully, hopefully through listening to this, it's, uh, it's something that can encourage you. And maybe, maybe help you love yourself a little bit more and just remember why, why we game, right? There can, there's, there's going to be different reasons for everybody, but I've been kicking this, this idea around for probably close to a year of gaming in the dark and it's gaming has gotten a lot of us through a lot of a lot of dark times and that's really what it's about it's not about it's not about gaming at night it's about it's about gaming through the dark times and so i'm gonna peel back the curtain a bit and i'll be honest this is uh, kind of terrifying for me right most of the time we keep a uh, we keep our guard up we only put the best foot forward. We don't really let people in online to who we really are, what we really deal with. And I'm kind of pulling it all back because my hope is that it will encourage and inspire, hopefully. That's, that's my hope. So when I got into gaming, I was just a little kid. 
right? Fell in love with it. Playing the Atari. Got my NES. And it was probably not too long after that I got bullied really bad. I had really long bus rides. I got dropped off at the only, uh, the only dairy farm on the bus route. So oftentimes they would be fertilizing the fields. Things wouldn't smell very good. Guess who would take the brunt of that? That would be me because it was coming from my house. And I lived in the country, but the way this, the way it was set up, there's a, there was a, a just north of where I lived is where all the rich kids lived. It was a really nice development. A lot of real big houses, horse, horse, uh, a lot of horse barns, a lot of horses. And then I had this, I lived on the farm and there were, there were, there were two girls on the bus ride that, uh, spent the entire hour making sure that I knew that I was nothing, that I didn't matter, that I would never amount to anything. They said, Oh, your parents are just dumb farmers. You're not going to, you're not going to amount to anything. You'll never be anything. And unfortunately I believe them. And because of that, have literally looked for outside validation my entire life. And my only escape from those, those thoughts of being nothing, pretty much games, maybe movies sometimes. I think... You know, when I look at stuff like Star Wars, I think it was so important to me because it was during those moments that I didn't have to think about who I was. When I was playing Mario and beating levels, I was happy. I wasn't thinking about who I was or who I wasn't, basically. You know, because as we grow, you know, things, things get said to us. And then they get, we give the voice in our head that sounds like the people on the outside. And, and then it's reiterated by, by people all through, you know, all through our lives. And so we hold on to these thoughts. We're programmed in such a way that, uh, you know, it can affect us deeply. It wasn't until I've told that story all that like numerous times, it wasn't until I was in therapy that that story actually broke me. I. I broke down and just started and just started weeping because I realized that those, those invisible demons, right? That was their source. That's where they came from. So I'm constantly doing inner work. I'm constantly working to improve myself to, to heal, right? And there's moments where we want to push blame, you know, I try really hard to take responsibility. You know, I allowed them to, um, to, to, I allowed their words to, to really impact me that way. Right. And then the words of others, I can remember as a kid, if I didn't have a girlfriend, I didn't have value. Right. Because if somebody outside of like my mom, uh, if, if somebody outside of her loved me, 
then that meant I was valuable to somebody because I hated myself, unfortunately. I mean, and that went on, that went on forever. You know, I've been learning recently. Part of the reason I work so hard is because, and anybody my age, especially if you grew up, you know, with a, with a father that worked in the trades or, or, or worked on a farm like I did or whatever, hard work is all that matters, right? Hard work is, is what defines your, your worth. So I set out to work harder than anybody. Most of 2019, I slept about three hours a night so that I could work my full-time job and work content creation full-time. Did I see any more success, like, like financial success? Not, not really. But as long as I'm working hard, in my mind, that means I have value. Because that's another thing that was programmed into me. It, it, this is honestly, this revelation did not come until recently that I'm like, you know, any, I, I hear people say work smarter, not harder. And I'm like, that's not, that's not what I was taught. Right. I totally get it. And I totally strive to do that, but it's not, it's, it, it's almost foreign to me because I'm like hard work, essentially hard work means suffering is kind of what it boils down to. And this was modeled to me by my grandfather and, and somewhat by my father and my, my just, you know, family. And again, I can't blame them because they didn't know any better, right? It's their worldview. It's just the way it is. But when I was gaming, I could be free of all that. The hard part is that as a child, I was only allowed 45 minutes a day and nothing on Sundays. Cause that was for, that was for church and, and, and religion and stuff. And so I would sneak, I would sneak out every Saturday morning, probably some Sundays too, real early, you know, tiptoe. The, the way my house was designed is, uh, there were five steps that I had to walk up to get to the level of the, of the kitchen the living room where my parents' rooms were. And those five steps led down to a giant rec room and my room and my sister's rooms uh, or room because they shared a room. And so I would make my way up the stairs, walk through the kitchen, tiptoe through the dining room because there was a hallway that led to my parents' room and then pray that the television was not turned up too much so that I could uh, start playing before the timer started. You know, and it wasn't just my escape. I don't want it to make it sound like that, but it is where I had, like, I felt the most me. I felt the most okay. Right. And I think, I think I didn't realize this, you know, up until, up until recently. And I had fun with friends, you know, my, my best friend lived lived close and, and we would play, you know, we would play games, but I mean, even thinking about it today, like his dad used to compare us to each other. And he would say, you know, why can't you, why can't you work as hard as, as Josh does? And it was like, I could see at a young age, that wasn't fair to him. We're not the same person, you know? And I only worked like that to, 
find validation. Essentially, that's what it that's what it boiled down to. And, you know, even when I was in therapy and I talked to my therapist about hard work, it was like, that's what I continually manifest for myself is just hard work. I just I try to work on as many things as I can, you know, so that I can always be busy. And it's almost like a it's almost like a place of pride where I'm like, oh, I'm doing all these projects. Even I, I did an interview with, uh, I think the, the podcast is called Mustaches and Coffee. And I'm there. I was their first guest, you know, and as we were preparing for the show, all I, the, the host kept telling me, we know how busy you are. We know. And I'm like, this is like the persona I have for myself. It's like just somebody that's, that's always busy all the time. And what's crazy as somebody that is always busy all the time, I feel like such a failure. And I know even when I say that, like some people are going to be like, what? Like when you constantly look for outside sources to validate you and when you look at success in a certain light and maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's the, the, the bank account having X amount of, zeros in it. When you don't reach those things, you, you know, in my case, I just look at myself as a, as a failure. I just work really hard and don't, don't really see the success I want. And it's a, I mean, it's a constant, it's a constant struggle. It's a constant battle. I got to where I, the last few, like, especially the last year, I know you guys didn't, didn't hear me talking about games. I was playing as much because oftentimes I would look at gaming as a reward for succeeding. And because I hadn't succeeded, I needed to work harder and I would just push. I would just push. And if you guys have been following me for a while, you've been in my streams, I can guarantee you, you've seen me at my lowest. Now, I will always fight to put a smile on somebody's face. To try to help people to not feel the way I feel. And to push them to let them know they matter. But there's a lot of times that that's coming from, from a very broken man. Now I'm, I'm releasing a lot of this stuff. It's a constant, it's a, it's, it's constant, right? It's not, it's not something that just, um, goes away overnight. I'm I'm working at it. I'm seeing revelations. I'm slowing down. I'm enjoying gaming again. The other day, racing Mario Kart and doing time trials, just just racing myself, it literally took me back to being in the eighth grade. And like, it took me to that moment where I was like, this this feels like me. You know? Me when I like me. And it felt good. It felt really good. And then jumping back into uh, 
Tears of the Kingdom and 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 Pikmin. You know, part of part of my journey right now is still like still just finding finding me. I also grew up with a very religious background, was very very religious, worked in churches and everything, and it shaped a lot of 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 who I was, most of who I was. And I've had to deconstruct all of that, walk away from all of that and try to put the pieces back together, you know, after, after the damage is done. And I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not here to like tear, you know, tear people's faith down or anything like that. That's not my, that's not my place. If stuff's working for you, I'm, you know, I'm stoked for you. It just didn't work for me. I had to, I had to get out of it after, after 20 years. And there's a lot, there's a lot with all that. Like there's no, there's no question. There's, there's no question. There's a, there's so much to unpack there. What I really want to say to you guys, and it's, it's crazy. I've been thinking about this. Like a lot of you guys, there's thousands of you that listen to my voice on a regular basis. And it's like, it's like this one, it's kind of like a one-sided relationship, you know, like I don't, I don't, I don't know most of you, but I oftentimes end my streams by saying, Hey, love yourself. Remember that you matter. You're important. You know, and that's, that's my message for all of you guys hearing this, like to love yourself. Remember that you matter. You, you like the world is better because you're in it and there are lives just waiting to be impacted by you. So that's, that's why I, that's why I love content creation. Honestly, it's, that's why I encourage people to do it. It's, it's connection. It's opportunities. You know, there's. There's so many amazing things that have come my way. How many times do we hear quit playing video games? It's a waste of time. And I will, I will strongly disagree. Yeah. Can you waste your life gaming? Absolutely. But the friends that I've made, the relationships that I've made, the connections that I've made, the opportunities that have come my way because of gaming doesn't feel like a waste of time at all at all. And a lot of times gaming got me through, it got me through the dark, right? I loved, I loved playing my, my, my super Nintendo. You know, I'm wearing a super Mario world shirt right now. If you guys are only listening to the audio version, but I mean, that game got me through, got me through so much. One of my, probably one of my hardest years in school was sixth grade. Seventh grade was not, was not, was, was okay for the, for most of it. I was able to, to get in with the, with the popular kids, um, due to a relationship that I, I stayed in for nine months so I could keep my friends. And then as soon as that relationship ended, they all turned on me. And it's crazy because that stuff follows you. It follows you because you don't. You don't think you, you have value. 
you ask questions like what's wrong with me? Why, you know, why wasn't I worthy of love? And I could, I would do everything I could, right? In fifth grade, you guys, <laughs> in fifth grade, I begged my parents. Remember, farmers, I'm the oldest of six kids. I begged my parents for a pair of Reebok pumps because those shoes were my ticket. They were on sale for $80. It's probably like 19... 1988, 1989, right around there, maybe, maybe 90. And they were $80. And I, the power of manifestation was real that night while I was in the mall, begging and begging and begging. They weren't even colors that I liked. They were black, green, and white. Not my colors at all. The Reebok pumps were such a scam. The shoes didn't do anything. The marketing, it was all marketing. They've come out later and said, yeah, it was just a, you know, it was just a ploy to have kids beg their parents for, uh, for the shoes because of the pump. I got to school with those shoes on. Was like over the moon excited that I was finally going to be accepted. And I got told you bought the shoes that were on sale. We still don't like you. And so it was back to the drawing board for me. And so I think I've carried, I've just carried that stuff with me for so long. But when I would game, I would lose myself in the game. I wouldn't think I wouldn't worry about my value. Most of the time I was in the top of the world, right? Saving the princess, you know, playing, playing as James Bond, playing as Joanna Dark, playing as Samus. Even getting into the Xbox 360 and like the achievements, like I had a, I, I had a very high gamer score, like one of the, like very high when I would check leaderboards, like for the, the, like the world, it was it was significant. I was, I don't remember the numbers now, but like I put, I put some time in, you know, cause I wanted to, I wanted to do something that, that stood out. Right. And that was, that was again, gaming. Was that a waste of time? Yeah, that was, that was definitely in the, in the, the waste my time era with gaming because it was like, I would just work and game. You know, and gaming was just an escape because work was was not great. I was I was building houses and uh, and then I went into ministry full time. And the people I worked for were uh, in the church were just horrible. They were the worst. <laughs> like when you see the the inner workings, sometimes it's like it's pretty it's uh, pretty eye opening and can be damaging. And and so gaming was a was an escape. It was, it was constantly an escape. I can remember, I can remember playing games like, like Mario galaxy. Couldn't stop playing it. Couldn't stop playing it. You know, it was at a low time in my life. I didn't, uh, 
I had, I quit the job at the, at the church, had to move my family um, from California back to Washington and had to live with my parents for not a long time. It was like nine months. And uh, during that time, Galaxy came out and Mass Effect came out and Ninja Gaiden. And uh, I think it was Ninja Gaiden 2. And I worked two jobs at the time. I was doing construction, uh, 410s, and I worked at GameStop just to, you know, save money, get, try to get, uh, get back on my feet. And gaming was, was really the, really the escape that I, uh, that I needed. And it got me, you know, it got me through, kept me sane. And, uh, and, and that's, it's, it's hard to explain to people when they're like, what, like, I don't, I don't think non gamers uh, understand that we're not just, we're not just, uh, you know, mindlessly going through these games. It's, it's, it's like reading a book. It's like watching a movie, but it's taking control of the character and kind of writing the story yourself. It's also experiencing stories that, that, that come from the imagination of others that that's no different than, than reading a book. It's just interactive. You know, I remember, I remember the first time beating, beating super Metroid and you guys have probably heard me talk about it, but like it, it was, it was the first time I had a, I had like an emotional experience with a game where I was just like, I was so, I was so immersed and to watch even just a, a, a creature in a game essentially sacrifice itself for me so that I could, I could finish the boss and, and escape the planet. Like it had weight, it held weight. I'd connected with the, with those pixels, just like we connect with, with characters in, in movies. Samus was, was amazing. Like I, I, I loved Super Metroid. I love it to this day. It's in my top five games of all time. Because it was just easy to, to, to lose myself, to feel like the hero, to feel like something. Because I had spent so long feeling like nothing. And I want to say that I'm just so, I'm so grateful, honestly. For every single one of you that hears this, that takes the time out of your busy day to listen to me talk about the things I love. I could not be more grateful. You guys will never know how you have impacted my life just by hitting the play button. And some of you, it goes deeper. Some of you are in the, you know, very much active in the streams and in the community and and all of it has helped me change my life. And I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for it. And I know that this is a way heavier episode than I've ever done, that it's always lighthearted. It's always about the laughs. But after seven years of this, I, I, I want to not only share, you know, more of who I am, but like, who, who you guys are in the community, you know? So if you have, if you have similar stories of, of how gaming got you through dark times, like you can write in if you want, I can read them. 
And for some of you, maybe you want to get, get on the mic and, and do an interview. We can, we can try that too. Because there's stories to share, right? And getting... I was nervous about this. I was, I was terrified. I was terrified about this. I've waited. I've been doing content for 16 years. And I've waited this whole time for something to hit a level that would allow me to love myself. I wake up. I've, 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 I've woke up the last 13 years and basically roll over, check my phone, see if anything's gone viral, see if anything started selling really well to essentially measure how much I'm going to love myself that day. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And again, I'm a work in progress. I'm getting better. I'm not, I'm not staying in that place. I'm looking at, uh, you know, what I've been able to accomplish over these years. And I'm grateful for it all. And gratitude is what's ultimately going to fuel all of this going forward. And will continue to help me love myself and accept myself. Because what's crazy is had the success hit the levels that I would, would want it to, I would still be shocked at why I wasn't happy. And it's because the happiness comes from inside. The happiness comes from choosing gratitude. See, I want to just enjoy games for being games and not because I want to escape reality or escape who I am. Am I grateful that they allow us to do that? A thousand percent I am. I love it. And it's, it's fantastic. And I've, I've been... I've been just enjoying the, you know, enjoying the art, right? And it, it's a dark time for gaming as a whole right now, as we see all these layoffs happening, the, the landscape of gaming is changing. And, and people that have helped us get through dark times are, are losing their jobs right now because the, the market just isn't what it used to be and you know suits and ties are the the ones that can make bad decisions and not have to pay the the consequences i want to say thanks honestly thank you for listening week after week sometimes day after day I'm grateful. I'm so, so grateful. And I'm excited to hear from other gamers in the community about their, uh, their gaming in the dark. I appreciate you guys so very much. Again, you've, you've changed my life. You've opened doors that would have, would have ultimately been impossible because you decide to consume my content. You, you will, you will never, ever know how, how much I appreciate you.
and it motivates me to want to keep, keep going, to keep pressing on, to hit those levels of success that I, I know I'm capable of. But I also know now that they will not define who I am. I get to do that. You get to do that with yourself. It's not based on anything on the outside. It's all on the inside. And we have our ups and our downs. We have the days that are harder than others. But ultimately, I know I'm worthy of love. You're worthy of love. And we don't have to use games to always escape. So, love yourself. Remember that you matter. And know that you're greatly appreciated by me. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye now. 